You're listening to Outlandish Outcasts at outlandishoutcasts.com. This is Outlandish Outcasts. I'm your host, Al. With me, as always, is Desi. How are you doing tonight, Desi? What the bleep was that? I don't know. Figured I'd throw you off. You always make fun of my welcome. Did so you I see I'd throw my you facial expression? Yes, like, I did. Like, I'm over making faces, <laughs> and then I look directly at you like, don't start talking. Let him keep going with it. Figured but I, what the fuck bleep is that? <laughs> figured I'd try something different today. <laughs> Definitely different. Took me by surprise. Yeah. Not used to that stuff with you because you're kind of a... To tell you the truth, it's not really that different because every episode before we speak starts with, this is Outlandish Outcasts. But I don't hear that. No, neither do I. We need to <laughs> I recorded it. We too. need to redo it because it sounds like crap. It sounds like it our was before first we set upgraded, of... Uh, some, instruments uh, and i was like we will not release stuff like that yeah i actually downloaded some new music i'd like to try too so but it's not porn music is it n- no but that's a good idea wow you even the, thought about that for a minute might increase the the downloads you know what and if if anybody you know there's the first like 10 people or so who got the podcast last week got a nice little surprise of a a mystery spot that should have been edited out and it wasn't. It was beginning right before we started going. Yeah, it was just the first cu- couple of minutes of us just sitting here chatting before we started the Hit podcast. Record, I missed it in the little. edit, of course. Oh, well. <laughs> well, there was even a point where you were joking about, I should just leave that in there. So I guess... So I, when I started listening to it after it already been uploaded, I went, this wasn't what was supposed to be left yeah. in there, but... Oh, well. Okay. Oh well. It happens. It's not as bad as the show we lost and had to re-record, so, you know. That was not my fault. <laughs> no. No, and the first one was much better. Yeah. Because you kept saying, oh, weird, I've heard of that before, and it's like, you jerk, that's because we just <laughs> recorded two days ago, but I didn't say it out loud. I was just thinking it every time. Oh, well. Like, oh, you're well. a cheater, cheater, yep. cheater, pumpkin eater. I, uh, I guess I'm first tonight, mm-hmm. and I am going to start with a story of Patricia Stallings. Hmm. Why does that name sound familiar? I don't know. It's possible you've heard of her. It, you know, it's definitely possible. Um, she was, uh, she lives in St. or lived, lives in St. Louis. Um, she was a convenience store clerk in the mid eighties. Okay. Um, was she murdered? No, actually she wasn't murdered. Uh, she married David Stallings in 1988. Why does that name sound familiar? And uh, their first son, Ryan, was born in April of 1989. In early July... Is 19- this an unsolved mystery? No. Okay. It's actually not. <laughs> trying to figure it out, because I know I've heard of this. The names, anyways. In July of 1989, um, Ryan, her son, had been brought into the hospital. Uh, he was vomiting and having trouble breathing. Um, so he was admitted to the pediatric intensive care unit. Uh, the hospital noticed a very, very high level of ethylene glycol in, in the baby's blood. And immediately, physicians suspected that the boy had been poisoned with antifreeze. <gasps> Aww. The infant was placed in protective custody. And on August 31st of that year, um, Stallings was allowed a very short visit with her son. Immediately after that, Ryan's illness uh, got worse, and four days later, um, he passed away. Aww. 
um, right after that charges were filed um, against his mother for first degree murder. Why do people do that? I don't know. That's absolutely horrific. While she's in jail awaiting trial, she was pregnant. Oh, God. Gave birth to another son, David Jr., on February 17th, 1990. Uh, He was immediately placed in foster care. Uh, She was convicted of murdering her first son. Within a couple of months, David Jr., who has never seen his mother, develops the same problem. Oh, this is genetic or something. A, A very high level of ethylene glycol in his blood. They caught it early enough and were able to treat it, and he was okay. But Patricia now spent the next two years petitioning the court for a retrial and couldn't get one. Weird. Eventually, um, a couple of years, almost three years later, um, when the case was uh, picked up and done on Unsolved Mysteries. Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. <laughs> <the>, <laughs> Uh, finally, the state decided to take another look and they gave her another trial and then decided not to prosecute because she wasn't guilty. And they really, they finally did release Patricia and she eventually did get her son back and they, they lived happily ever after, I guess, as much as you can after being accused of murdering your child. I just, I read this story and as I read it, I didn't know what I was reading, and I just I was heartbroken in the beginning. I'm like, oh my god, how does a mother do that to their child? Because it happens, and especially like there was some stories, recent stories in the last couple of weeks of mothers and fathers like torturing and murdering their babies. Uh, there's been a couple of big headlined ones lately. So as soon as I read that, I was like, oh my god, this is absolutely horrible. And then to find out it's a genetic condition and she didn't do anything wrong. How heartbreaking. She lost her son. And then was thrown in jail. Thrown in jail. Lost her, you know, her her other son was taken away from her. Thank God she was pregnant. Because if she wasn't pregnant, she would still be in jail to this day. If she did not have another child. Like, did they say what the medical condition was at all? There's no act. They didn't list an actual name of it. They just called it a metabolic disorder. So something um, with the metabolism. Yeah, it was it was a metabolism they, issue. It wasn't processing something. Exactly. And I, I guess another sad part is during the, as they were figuring out, shortly after her second son was diagnosed with this problem, before she got out of jail and she had a, a team of people trying to help her and um, before she got featured on Unsolved Mysteries, um, there was actually a couple of doctors that came out and said, you know, when we looked at the original test results, we could have told you that wasn't poisoning. Because it's the same type of, the symptoms are similar and the same stuff shows up in the blood, but in a different way, you know? So it was some shoddy work. Well, that's horrible. Like what kind of bothers me with their system is it's put in place to try to prevent errors from happening, but then errors happen. And when they're found, it took her how long to get out of jail? That is... that's what breaks my heart like you know the person's innocent and yet they still have to go through these procedures and they're sitting in jail everybody knows they're innocent mm -hmm. but because everything the process takes so long long, you're just stuck that is horrible and um patricia was able to you know get her son back and he did live 
Uh, he did suffer from this illness for his entire life, his entire fairly short life. He did die at the age Aww. of 23. Um, That's so sad. So, you know, he lived for quite a while, but he was 23 when he finally passed away. So it's something like, it's not diabetes, but something no. like diabetes yeah. where your system just doesn't do mm-hmm. what it should. And he did ha- he did enjoy a fully functioning life. He When he passed away, he was a private in the uh, army. So it's So he wasn't... It wasn't a physical disability necessarily that people would notice in you, but it it did end up killing him in the end. So that's sad. It is. It is totally, totally sad. My heart goes out to all of them. I agree. I agree. Very, 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 very touching story to read, and at least I'm I'm glad it actually had a, you know, maybe not a happy ending overall, but it didn't. It wasn't she as bad was as it could have been. She was able to get out and live and live some of her live her life exactly and know her son and her son know who she was Mm -hmm. so that is a positive it is very much a positive okay well sorry for the downer first story i tried to bring them down in the beginning you're like oh this is a good (laughs) unsolved mystery and that was it was an unsolved mystery that was solved that's what i that's kind of how i found it i was searching so it had a happy ending mysteries so it had a happy ending it did so mine doesn't have so much of a happy ending uh-oh. So, I'm pretty sure you've heard of this. I'm pretty sure mostly everybody has heard of this. And if you've not heard of this, you're about to hear of this. Okay. So, have you heard of Meet Miracle Mike? Miracle Mike. The chicken who lived for 18 months without his head. No. What? <laughs> I thought everybody pretty much has heard of it. As soon as you said Miracle Mike, I'm thinking it was that movie with the male stripper. <laughs> like, That's magic, Magic Mike, Mike whatever. Oh, my I wasn't God. thinking of a chicken without a head. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There's a chicken that lived without, the, without its head. I mean, I know they'd run around without their head for a little while, but... Mm-hmm. So, um, Mike the Headless Chicken, I'm just going to read this little blurb here. Mike the Headless Chicken was a plump five-year-old cockerel uh, when he was unceremoniously beheaded on September 10th of 1945. Farmer Lloyd Olson of uh, Frutia in Colorado did the deed because his wife Clara was having his mother over for dinner that night. And <laughs> So Mike was dinner? <laughs> Mike was dinner. Okay. So Farmer Lloyd... Uh, knew she had always enjoyed a bit of the roasted chicken neck. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, he tried to save most of Mike's neck when he lopped off his head. Okay. I'm guessing he was named afterwards because killing things that you have a name are horrible. It's just well, a guess. Yes, he was named afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the accidental miss with Mike's jugular vein, one ear, and most of his brain stem. So he pretty much just took the head off. Okay. So he was literally trying to save the neck. So yeah. Yeah. Um, when you cut a chicken's head off, you pretty much take the neck off. Yeah, that's kind of what I would think. I mean, I've never personally done it, but I've seen I've videos. I've never done it, but I've watched my mom. She was like, mm-hmm. we used to have chickens. And the I remember the first time after we got the chickens, the first batch of chickens, she was like, girls come here and apparently her note if you've ever decided you want to raise chickens Uh make sure that axe is sharp oh yeah i can imagine because this axe we used for cutting our christmas trees down it was a little hand hatchet so i mean that's what you use yeah well 
I remember watching her go about five rounds before the head finally like came off. <laughs> and she even said, I should have, damn it, I should have sharpened this beforehand. This poor chicken. <laughs> like Aww. she felt bad for the chicken even because it shouldn't have been like had, had that. Suffered, suffered a little but more. But she than knew if to. she was to just stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it would have lived for, you know, however long Mike lived. Yeah, so. but who knows? It would have probably died because of internal bleeding or probably. something. So she just continued. And my mom, the farmer, just knew you do things quick and try to do it as painless as possible. Mm-hmm. But she didn't sharpen the axe. So, but yeah. And then she had tried to stand the chicken up so it would run around, but she traumatized it so much that oh it just flopped off to the side. So, <laughs> how long did Mike live? 18 months. 18 months. So um, wow. immediately after it happened, Mike reeled around like a chicken running around, head mm-hmm. cut off, um, and then eventually just settled down and was walking around. Started pecking at the ground for food, which he obviously wasn't able to get because he didn't have a head. How does he eat? Um, he probably just thought he went blind or something. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So he crow. His crows just became throaty, gurgling noises. Okay. Um, and then the next morning, when Olson um, went to go find him, he found him asleep in the barn, having attached or attempted to tuck his head under his wing. Okay. So he could tell because he still had his neck. So yeah. His neck was wrapped around. Um, and then he took it upon himself to figure out how to feed Mike. Hmm. So he figured out how to do it with an eye drop, uh, dropper. Okay. With food and water and Just stuff like that. putting water down his neck? Mm-hmm. And food? And Ooh. then his esophagus. Crazy. And then um, they took him... He was a sideshow is more or less what he okay. became. Yeah, I can see that. I'm going to make some money <laughs> off of this thing. The sad, the saddest part about this story so far is that it took place pre-internet. <laughs> it was pre-internet. There, I think there were pictures. I mean, oh, could you imagine video. how many videos on YouTube this chicken would have and how many views they'd have? The link that we're going to post has a PBS video cool. of this where they're some, talking about Mike. Some old reel-to-reel um, stuff or something. He is in a Guinness Book of World Records. So you could go see Mike yeah. there. Um, at the sideshow, um, they would hold like his skeleton head up next to mm-hmm. him. And <laughs> with the sideshows, he was making about 4500 a month. And Holy cow. the chicken was worth uh, $10,000. He was valued at $10,000. That's a lot of money back then. But, you know, all things have to die at some point. Yeah. And they were in Phoenix with him, and they were just hanging out in a hotel room, and Mike was snacking on some corn bits, (laughs) (laughs) and he began to choke. Mm. And Choked on some corn. Yeah. And Farmer Olson, um, to his horror, realized he left the eyedropper at the previous day's show, so he was unable to clear his throat. Mm. So Poor And then Mike. Mike choked to death. Poor Mike. So, but he originally was two and a half pounds, and in his 18 months of fame, he became an eight-pound chicken. <laughs> Holy cow. So you think they ate him afterwards? <sighs> I couldn't. Invited, like I said, once you name it. Invited like, Clara's mom you... over and gave her the neck. <sighs> that no. was a pretty plumpy neck. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. 
But with this, they uh, did send him to the University of Utah for an autopsy afterwards. Okay. So they didn't eat him. Hmm. Well, that's good. I had to ask what you thought. <laughs> like, I, like I said, I can't imagine eating him. I, I don't remember where this was from, um, but it's always stuck in my head. Like somebody talking about eating animals and it was in some movie or TV show back sure when I was a kid. sure it wasn't me where I won't eat no, I'm chickens? Positive. This line didn't come from you. It was a, a line from, I think it was a movie of some kind and somebody was talking about they had like a pig as a kid or something like that and they named it so-and-so and the other person said, oh my God, I could never eat anything I named. I should have named ice cream because <laughs> then you couldn't eat it, you know, they were. It was a but funny it little joke. Breathe. I know, but it was a little joke, and it's a joke I've always it. remembered every time. I don't know where it comes from. Some cheesy movie, I'm sure. But that's funny. Well, the only reason why he survived 18 months is because after his head was cut off, they found a blood clot. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Prevented him from bleeding to death yeah. when he was beheaded. <laughs> Otherwise, he would have died because there were copycat chickens. But they all only lived to be about four or five days after being beheaded i can imagine especially what you know hearing how much he made as a sideshow attraction i can imagine how many people tried to cut their heads off chickens and quick sew something together and you know keep them alive (laughs) and i can imagine it was they tried very hard together and then tried to i'm sure but that blood clot was what made it so they could not be copycats i'm assuming that is a cool story it definitely had never heard of i thought more people heard of this nope i came across it and i'm like oh i've heard of this before but you know what it's too too weird to be true but it's true yeah crazy 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 all right my next story is about a very popular tv show like in this decade right now sure this decade the last decade the decade before that no Jeopardy. Oh, with Alex Trebek? Yeah. No. You're going to talk about his brain? No, I'm not going to talk about his brain. I'm not going to talk about his cancer. I'm not going to talk about anything sad. (laughs) I'm going to talk about something that... You tend to be a downer. I'm going to talk about something that I didn't know existed. Desi Downer. I was not aware that contestants on Jeopardy have four numbers... They are not allowed to bet during a daily double or at the final round. One. No, you can bet one. You can you can wager one dollar. Ninety-nine. You can wager ninety-nine dollars. Or no, there's five. There's five numbers you can't wager. You five. cannot you cannot wager the number sixty-nine. <laughs> I couldn't imagine why. You cannot wager the number six hundred and sixty-six. Really? <laughs> Really? And 13. You cannot wager the number 14. 14. 88. 88, or I could see. 1488. What, what the heck is 1488? Well, I'm going to go through all these. 69 is, you know, it's it's a band wager because of the sexual implications of the number 69. Not oh, this hard didn't to have to do with Woodstock? Oh, no. my mistake. <laughs> Six, six, 666, not hard to guess there. Obviously, the, the mark of the beast, according to the to the Bible, even though I did just read an article the other day that says they think they got that number wrong, which is kind of funny. I read that a long time ago. Um, I almost brought it to the podcast, but I didn't. Um, 14 and 88 and 1488 are numbers found in 
very significant numbers found in white supremacists and I Nazi knew what 88 groups. was that because I was remember my Halloween costume. Yeah, I was going to do class of 1988. Yeah, because I remember as a child in the 80s, 88 being this huge thing. And I was thinking because when I think of the eight, I think of infinity. Yeah. So I really had no clue. So when I was doing my Halloween costume, I was trying to, I researched to see what 88 stood for, why it was like everywhere. Mm -hmm. Then I came to the realization, oh my God, where the hell? (laughs) Oh my God. 14 comes from uh, a little, a slogan uh, called the 14 words. I'm not going to read that sentence because I'm not, <laughs> but it's a, it's another white supremacist thing. So oh. that's where it becomes 1480. That's why 14 and 88 are not allowed to be used. Um, these numbers have all been confirmed by two people. It's never been printed in the press. No, you know, Jeopardy's never come out and said to the public, you can't do this. Uh, but both Ken Jennings, the big star from 15 years ago, 10 years ago or whatever, mm-hmm. who went, who broke all the, the length records. And then the recent guy, uh, what the heck was his name? He just broke Ken Jennings' number. I like, know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name. I can't remember his, his name, name either. He didn't beat his streak, but he bought, b- broke his amount total. Uh, record they both confirmed that that this was true and they both are not ken jennings actually last laughed he said you know of the five the five numbers that are banned from the show the one thing i would like to let everybody know is that you can go ahead and bid 420 (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing wrong with 420 (laughs) no there's not at all i just thought that was i thought it was kind of funny just to find out that there was banned bids in in uh jeopardy so my second story has to do with another animal another animal another animal did it lose its head no okay that's good no um but it's another i can't believe this happens type thing like it's just not believable but it happens and this actually happens way more than you would think okay so um, it took this family two years to realize their pet dog wasn't a dog. Their dog wasn't a dog. Right. Okay. I hear of this stuff all the time. I've, I've seen I've jokes read of it. like of stuff like this. I don't think I've ever heard. Well, of I've read happened. where a family took in a fox as a pup, okay. and they thought it was a little dog. Okay. And it came, and it was a fox, but a bear. <laughs> or it could be the, the little girl from Jimmy Kimmel the other night. The little girl, what? She just, she just wanted a dog. Oh, that was hilarious. And, <laughs> and it was and a it was goat funny. and she backed up like, that is not the fluffy puppy I was thinking of. This thing's got horns. Yeah. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that poor little girl. Anyways, um, it's not every day that you see a dog walking on its hind legs. Um, for one family in southwest China... However, that's exactly what their Tibetan Mastiff started doing, sparking some serious questions. Okay. So um, Sun Yun in 2016 brought what she believed to be a Tibetan um, Mastiff to her home in China Village in Yunnan Province, China. And okay. the puppy's appetite of eating a box of fruits and two buckets of noodles every day. And that's when Yun wow. began questioning whether her dog was, in fact, 
a Tibetan Mastiff. <laughs> I would have questioned that too. Yeah. I mean, I get when they're puppies, you might question it, but with their ears, don't you think their ears are a dead giveaway? This is what I've yeah. never understood. Like the fox I had mentioned, I could kind of understand that as a pup. You just yeah. don't know because sometimes the coloring isn't even the same either with foxes because they can their fur does change color mm-hmm. with the seasons. Um, but a bear, <laughs> I have a hard time with this. Yeah, a bear. Oh. Yeah, so it was a bear. It was a Tibetan bear, um, an Asiatic black bear. I probably said that wrong, but that's how it looks. Um, she had stated the more he grew, the more like a bear he looked. Um, I was a little scared of bears. <laughs> so she well, was we've scared got one of bears, for but yet she raised one for two years before she even questioned it. Two <sighs> years. That just blows my mind. Two years. I yep. mean, I don't know how secluded this person is, and we're in China. Who knows? Maybe they've never seen a dog. It's a village. So, well, she thought it was a dependent uh Tibetan mastiffs. Yeah, so those things would be, be if she huge. knew the breed, she the, she knew she was educated enough okay. to know. But mastiffs are huge. She maybe never knew. Oh, the bear was like twice the size of it, though. Oh, okay. And then when it stood on its hind legs, it was three feet tall. <laughs> yeah, that's not something you see a dog do very often. No, unless they're no. you know got their paws on your shoulders. <laughs> exactly. That's no. insane. Oh, yep. I can't imagine like. I mean, we have a story of bringing a dog home that wasn't the breed we were told it was, but to have it not be a dog. It was actually the breed I wanted, though. Yeah, I know. I I couldn't understand why this lady was getting more excited when I was talking to her on the phone because I was telling her Mm -hmm. I wasn't looking for a purebred. Mm -hmm. I was looking for this breed because of respiratory issues with pugs. Yeah. And... So she seemed really excited, and she goes, well, I'll tell you what. I'll give you the run to the litter. And I'm thinking, I I wasn't looking for a smaller dog, but mm-hmm. I was in my mind, I was thinking that's where that was going Yeah, because I wanted a smaller dog. Here, it turns out you got what you wanted. No, yeah. Like, she looks part chihuahua. Yeah, part, <laughs> she part, has part a chihuahua. snout and is looks like a pug with a snout and a chihuahua body. Yep. There's no questioning that. Yep. Although, sometimes I think about doing the DNA testing thing, because yeah. what if she is part, like... Yeah, maybe. I mean, they've got them now. You've got that, what it's called, Embark, I believe, is the name of the company that does... I can't see myself uh, spending that much DNA money... testing on dogs. ...when I'm sitting here, like, I want to get my parents that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get the dog first, then maybe your parents. No, I'm kidding. It's <laughs> a joke. Oh, a joke, like my next story. The only reason you know my next story is a joke. It's not really a joke, but it's a Florida story. Shut up. I have a Florida story, too. You have a Florida story? Yes, God, I hope we don't have the same one. Florida story. There's no way we can have okay. the same one. Okay. That's okay. good. That's good. I I'm like all excited. I love Florida. We haven't done it in a while, I mean, and I'm like, I need to do a Florida story. My Florida story is from two days ago. So Yeah, mine's from 2014. Okay, we're good. We're good. Okay. We're good. In Florida... Uh, Veronica Alvarez Rodriguez uh, was having a baby shower. Or she she was going to a friend's baby shower. Um, her and her husband went to Goodwill to find something to purchase for the baby shower. Um, they found a, a baby Einstein bouncer 
unopened, still in the box. They're like, perfect, $9.99. So they bought it. Awesome. It's going to be a great gift for this baby shower. Um, so they go to the baby shower. The mom and dad are both there. They unwrap the gift, and they're like, oh, my God, gifts for both of us. You got a bouncer and a gun? This is amazing. <laughs> what? A gun? A, a Mossberg 715T semi-automatic rifle. I don't know anything about this model of gun, but it was okay. a semi-automatic rifle in the box. <laughs> I am so confused. Somebody sold it to Goodwill with the gun in the box? I don't know if they were trying to get rid of the gun. I don't have any information on like that. Um, but this gun just kind of magically shows up in this box of this baby Einstein bouncer that this couple bought for a baby shower. I thought it was really funny. The That's first thing they did weird. was call the police. Oh, yeah. I'd of be course. like, um, I think we have some sort of a weapon that may have been used, and I do not want that in my house. And... The part of the story that bothered me a little bit is the first thing the police di did and said was, we need your identification to make sure you can legally even hold that right now or we're arresting you. It's like, come on. I'd have been like, I am called you because it ended up and no, take so, it out of my house. Turns out they were legally able to own a gun. Neither one of them are felons. Um, the first day, when the cops showed up that first day, they said they could keep the gun if they wanted. And they said, okay, we'll keep the gun. What? The next day, the <laughs> cops called. they have called, to run a background check on them? The next day, the cops called back and said, um, I think we need that gun. <laughs> because it had to do with some sort I'm of sure. a criminal I'm, I, activity. They didn't have any. This is literally just a couple of days ago. There was nothing reported about what criminal activity that gun had to do with. But I guarantee you there was some criminal activity involved. If you're hiding it in a box that gets sold to Goodwill, you weren't supposed to have the gun. <laughs> Well, you're hiding it in a baby item box yeah. where you would least suspect. Yeah, exactly. Weird. In other words, I'm sure there's something sinister behind where that gun came from or who it belongs to. But uh, the local police department there in Florida has now got custody of the gun. And um, all the uh, the woman who purchased it said was, ah, Goodwill has some great treasures for $9.99. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We should ask Tristan if there's anything good at Goodwill. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Do you guys open every single box? Just kind of curious. Oh, can you imagine? I mean, you'd think that would add a lot of weight to the box. <laughs> but as... But if you don't know what something's supposed to weigh, I guess. Exactly. You know, if you don't know How that a bouncy you know? chair weighs almost nothing. I mean, the box says it's supposed to weigh 25 pounds. If another five pounds is in there, are you really going to yeah. know? No. And I'm no. not even going to read the box to say what it should have weighed, I exactly. guess. Exactly. I'm not exactly. going to care. So my Florida story, okay. I have two. Two? Well, it's one. But I have two different articles for the same one. Okay. You just saw the back half of it. I, didn't all you? I saw was a thing I knew right there. <laughs> it's like a product and I know what it is. So on December twelfth, the St. Petersburg Police Department did a news release um on a tractor trailer that was reported stolen. Okay. Inside the trailer was approximately thirty five thousand pounds of Crisco sticks. 
Crisco sticks. Crisco sticks. When you start with 35,000 pounds of cur... 36,000. You don't expect sticks. You expect to hear, you know, crystal meth or... Cri- <laughs> <laughs> Not Crisco sticks. <laughs> so, um, with the theft, there was another trailer um, that was entered which contained boxes from Amazon distribution or distribution center in Ruskin. Okay. So a number of the boxes were opened and their contents removed, but at the time of the report, it was not determined exactly what items were stolen. Okay. So we're going to fast forward here. My second article from October 15th. So two days later, well, three days later from the incident, I mean. Um, So the trailer was recovered in... Hylia, I might be saying no that idea. city wrong. Um, the hunt for the missing 18 tons of crystal baking sticks continued, though. Um, the stick cargo Somebody's stowed, baking a lot of cakes. <laughs> stowed inside um, was still missing. The cargo was nowhere to be found. The search for the Crisco is no longer in the hands of the local police, though, and it had been um, turned over to the Cargo Theft Task Force. Hmm. So I didn't know there was a cargo theft tax for task force. And the officials had stated they're not sure why thieves might want that much Crisco. So this has never been solved. (laughs) (laughs) All this Crisco goes missing. It's never been solved. Nobody has a clue where it is. I mean, it's insane. It's like Florida's dumbest crimes meets Crisco. (laughs) Like, you know, did they think these were all Amazon boxes? Is what goes I'm guessing. through my head? Oh my god! Look at this haul. All these Amazon boxes. And this how is many be of amazing. these boxes did we touch? And our fingerprints are all over them. Now we have to get rid of the evidence. And what are we going to do with all this Crisco? Or maybe they really did want the Crisco. Maybe. Did they question like Crisco off-brand companies? <laughs> Good question. Good they question. could have taken it and repackaged like, it. And so sold it. many things go through my head. It's though, insane. Like this. a truckload of Crisco goes missing. How? What do you do with a truckload of Crisco? Thirty six thousand pounds. Like it's not like you can hide that somewhere. It's you can't. You, what are you gonna do with it? You want to find out later. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Sorry. That's insane. That's a lot of Crisco. That's a lot of Crisco. I don't... I mean, are you really going to bake that it's many It's not like cakes? you can resell that on the black market. I don't think there's a big a big market for Crisco. <laughs> that just... It's hilarious. I... I just and it. if they are thieves and they think it's totally something else and they just move it with a forklift onto another trailer, like mm-hmm. they have this for some bigger... Yeah. Thing, and then they get to their place where they're (laughs) starting to unload it, and they're like, more Crisco. And they get to like the fifth box, and they're like, what if somebody lost their life over it? Like, are you bleeping kidding me? I'm sure this is what you wouldn't surprise me. You brought back here, bang, bang. It would not surprise (laughs) me if someone lost their life over this. I mean, this is obviously a a crime gone wrong because there's no way they meant to steal the Crisco. It just surprises just me that I don't it know. Maybe it surprises me that it never showed up anywhere. That you know, I know that just floors me too. It, it wasn't found in some abandoned warehouse somewhere. Oh, look, here's the Crisco. In about a hundred years, two hundred years, and about a thousand years after all humanity has <laughs> yeah. been extinct, and the, the aliens come there. down and they find the the shipment of Crisco 
in the Gulf of Mexico and they think it's some buried treasure. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't surprise me. Hmm. Cool, cool. Florida is definitely an interesting place. Yeah, that was more than interesting. Yeah. Anyway, if you've got any stories you'd like to share with us or any comments you'd like to make on the stories we're talking about, uh, just send us an email at outlandishoutcasts at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at Outlandish Outcast Podcast. Or you can come to Instagram. I cut you off. That's okay. Or you can come to Instagram at Outlandish, Outlandish Podcast. And you can always check us out on Twitter at Outlandish Casts. The oddball. It is the oddball. Anyway, have a good week, everybody. Bye.